2: Scoopy, he's gonna call in in the next five minutes. So keep it locked. If you want to hear some great NBA talk, we're gonna talk some NBA with him. He's the host of the Scoopy podcast. Radio.
3: Call it from the four four three station name where you call it from. You're in the game. BKS One Radio. Hey, what's, up? what's going on? It's Brandon Scoopy Robinson. How are you? Oh, hey Brandon, what's going on, Scoop? Ah, Scoop? What's up, brother? Hey, we're trying to make a doll out dollar fifteen. Man. How you feeling? That's good, man. That's a good rap reference there too. Man. <laughs> now, you know, I know you love hip hop too, bro. That's a great reference. So so, what's going on, brother? Let, let we gonna dive right in, man. First of all, how was your holiday? Um, I it
1: was good, man. Honestly, I got a ton of sleep.
3: <laughs> Did you see any of the games on Thanksgiving?
1: A Couple of them. Uh, obviously checked out the Cowboys game. Um, checked out some of the Falcons, uh, uh Saints game, but uh, that that game was kind of um mute point at that point. Um, and I mean honestly. And truly been keeping a look going on with
2: this Markel Fultz stuff, KD stuff going on on the NBA side, so yeah. Talk to me, Scoop. This is O-Dog. Welcome to the show. You know, you family around here. Talk to me about this KD situation. Mm. I thought it was a huge deal um, with them suspending uh, Draymond. I thought they sent a message to Kevin Durant saying, look, we are riding with you. If he has to go, am I wrong in that assessment? Am I reading too much into it? Or is it just two guys being competitive, arguing, and it, it just got a little bit out of hand?
1: take that and raise you somewhere in the in the middle. Uh, when you look at that situation uh, with the Warriors and, and Dray- Draymond and Kevin Durant, uh, I mean, it, it looks like it from this perspective. Draymond is the resident bully uh, for the Golden State Warriors, uh, but that doesn't necessarily fit on any other team. I talked to John Starks over the summer and told me that, you know, uh, Draymond would be punked in the nineties era uh, with the Charles Oakley the Anthony. Absolutely. Mason uh, but when you look at that situation with the Warriors, he is that bully. I think Kevin Durant is the star and he knows it. Uh but you you look at Draymond Green, he that, that, that Draymond Green is the heart, soul, and glue uh, of that Warriors team. And so when you look at it from the perspective of the Warriors, uh obviously he called him a, uh, Dr- he called Kevin Durant as reported by uh Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports at B. R. T. C. H. So then we won before you. Uh, we doing you a favor, essentially. Uh, and, you know, maybe that was a little bit too far, but then you look at it from the business perspective of the Warriors. They're trying to be sign Kevin the off the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they kind of catered to him a little bit. But the other side of the court is, you know, Draymond is still hurt. That team is banged up. He has a sore toe, and uh, he gave him a night off, but he is going to uh, appeal that that, that uh, suspension because he lost a couple of dollars off.
3: Now, what I'm interested in, in, in sticking with that, um, I've heard stories, and, and and this brings in the question about who truly is the heart and soul of that team. I was hearing stories that if Steph had been around there, maybe it's really a Steph that holds the team together because had he been around, the issue wouldn't have happened. Talk about them missing him, Scoop. How much do they miss Steph Curry in that lineup?
1: Oh, they miss him. I, I think when you look at the situation, I, it was reported over the weekend uh, that Steph Curry will return with the team. Uh, during their five game uh World Cup. Uh basically, um, when that team is full strength, uh, they are a well oiled machine uh with Steph Curry that starts the engine in that essence. But you know, when you when you look at that team overall, usually about November, December, you start to see those injuries kind of manifest themselves and you see guys trying to figure out their roles. If you look at the, the Warriors last season there was a period where Steph Curry was hurt and Kevin Durant kind of asserted mm-hmm. himself as the leader of that team. Uh, during that spurt, and then you saw that practice without Steph kind of manifest itself uh, in the playoffs this past season, but, you know, there were times in the playoffs where Steph Curry was hurt last playoffs, I think the playoff series before. Um, he is a point guard, but he's a super point guard because he legitimately uh, and Allen Iverson and Reggie Miller all mm-hmm. in the same uh, breath in that state Warriors offense uh, in that system, so to directly answer your question, um, I think he's a peacemaker, but I also do think that um, guys need to work some things out. I think when you look at this Golden State Warriors team, I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday. Some could say this is the end. I, I'm not ready to kick them while they're down. But mm-hmm. it reminds me so much of 98 when the Bulls disbanded. You had Michael retire yes, right, yes. right before the lockout the following season. You look at um, you, you, you look at Scottie Pippen, who was traded to the Houston Rodgers. You saw Dennis Rodman bounce around into the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, there's something about it. When you look at the when you look at the Golden State Warriors, they moved the arena from Alameda to San, San Francisco next season So a lot of the expectation for the team to be picture perfect, and they've had lackluster performances since the season started. They got to get it together.
2: Scoopy, what's the, what's your inside scoop on will Kevin Durant be with the Warriors next year, or do you have any insight or any reason to believe that I've heard talk of him coming to the Knicks? I've heard talk of him <laughs> going to LA. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, those who are listening um, and are talking to the party, I actually uh, reported in September uh, that Kevin Durant, a source confirmed with me that Kevin Durant uh, will become a Los Angeles Laker uh, next season. It was all over high noon with Romani Jones. It was all over Jalen and Jacoby. They took my tweet and I was trolled like crazy. So I'm sticking with my source, man. Um, Los Angeles Lakers uh, had the basketball with Kevin Durant's name on it. Uh, and, and what I'm also hearing from various sources, it was quoted over the week, and I reported it at the beginning of this month, uh, The Lakers are putting all, all stops out uh, to actually uh, get Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans uh, in, in a trade. They don't want to wait until free free agency, which will be not wow. this summer, the summer of 2020. Can you so imagine?
2: <laughs> The Lakers and I'm a Laker fan, Scoop. Um, Gonna have LeBron, Anthony Davis, possibly, I quit. and possibly Kevin Durant. Yes, that's what it's
1: looking like. That's the, Get I quit. From what
2: I'm told, I Man, quit. I I, I, I pray because that your source is accurate, and I trust that you trust your source, so I trust you. I got a
3: question well, for thank you, you I quit. Scoop, I got a question for you from my chat. He's um, S. Lavelle said, "Do you think that Green is as valuable on another team?" other than um, the Golden State Warriors?
1: Well, when you take a cursory look at the NBA, a team to me that really stands out um, is the Chicago Bulls. Uh, when you look at that young squad, of, uh, I was with the Bulls last month, and you look at, I was with Zach Levine, I was with, uh, with El Carter Jr., I was with um, uh, Bro- Robin Lopez, uh, and that team, um, they added Jabari Parker this the summer. Um, they're really missing a veteran presence uh, in that locker room. Draymond has two championships. He is vocal. Uh, he and Fred Hoiberg are an interesting uh, connection um, if that were to happen. I, I like the Chicago Bulls and that space. They see the gold is luxury up. If they don't sign Draymond, they still have a Demarcus Cousins in the, in the holster. Yeah. Uh, but I think that their priority right now is Kevin Durant and one Clay Thompson, who will also be a free agent this coming summer.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, so Scoop, let's go into uh, the Philadelphia situation. With it's kind of crazy what's going on. It seems like they are steady with the ship. It seems like uh, Butler has come in; he's they're starting to mesh. But talk about Fultz a little bit, and what what what's going on with him?
1: Well, I don't know if you've been paying attention. I've been on the Markel Fultz story as well uh reported a couple of weeks ago that uh, associated sort of shared with me, Markel Phelps fell off of a motorcycle. Uh Ooh, you know, preseason, uh, going into his rookie season. Rather, uh, I'll take that back. Going from the summer league uh, of his rookie year going into the preseason and it's been a situation with both his agent um, as well as his his lawyer who are the same person uh, and Raymond brothers, uh, they're trying to figure out what's next. He, he uh, Markel Phelps has been in Manhattan the last few days. Philadelphia seventy like six, a in Brooklyn that Sunday night. Markel Fultz has been in uh, New York City uh, uh, with a series of shoulder specialists um, trying to uh, get to the bottom of what's wrong with his shoulder. It looked mm. like he was taking double pump fake uh, yes. free throws. I've never seen anything like it in his life. Um, Jerry West, eats your heart out. I think that Mar- Mark Fultz has become a distraction in Philadelphia, and it actually takes away... From the fact that uh, another backup in TJ McConnell has actually been playing well, um, as well as Jimmy Butler, who was in the you know the yes. blockbuster trade that for Jimmy Butler, to Philadelphia in exchange for uh, Jared Bayless, Dario Saric, and Robert Covington, and uh, a potential uh, I think t- 2022 draft uh, pick in the future for Minnesota. But you know when you look at that situation with with Marcel Fultz, man, um, I feel bad for him. He's 20 years old. I think he's guaranteed point $9 seven million dollars next mm. season. Um and so when you look at that situation, if if what I believe to be true by reported about the motorcycle is true, Philadelphia seventy sixes has the right to avoid that contract because you can't do extreme stuff, motorcycles, um, yeah. you know, bungee jumping, that's right So yeah, it's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about because if I'm not mistaken, that's what happened with, um, not happened with, but something similar with Jay Williams, like his contract got. Because he be native Jay Williams. Yeah, Jay Williams, because he was riding a motorcycle mm. and things like. But did you say this motorcycle, um, accident when he fell off? This happened before the season started.
1: Yeah, this would have. This would have been the line of demarcation would have been, uh, the, between the summer of 2017. And the preseason of uh the 2017 2018 NBA season uh, was told by a source in october of this year
0: so um, so, that was- so the accident happened like last year so when like i'm just trying to get the timeline in my head because me i started trying oh. to investigate okay and i say well h- hold on so when did this happen and and my thing is like did did the sixers know at the time that he did have that type of accident or were they led to believe that his problems were due to something else and not the injury.
1: That's the million dollar question. Um, Cause that's for all the Philadelphia 76ers um, and, and Martel Fultz. If you go back to just that timeline, um, there was a situation where um, Martel Fultz's agent, Raymond brothers said that uh, Markel had some uh, fluid drain from his shoulder. And then mm-hmm. he said something and then he went back and drew back that comment.
2: Mm-hmm. And then,
1: you saw Martel Fultz's jumper kind of have like a hitch in it. Right. Not like a Reggie Miller, you know, crazy flick of the wrist, like there was a hitch in his jumper. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he went into the season last year, uh, only played 14 games and it was right. towards the end of the season. He sat out for most of the season mm-hmm. and, and played the playoffs. Did all right. But then you go into the off season, he worked out uh, with, with, a, with a shooting coach. That the six was assigned to him, Hanlon. Mm-hmm. And then it was an issue with Martel Fultz's team and Hanlon. Mm-hmm. And then, Alan tweeted something about you know the situation with Martel and something happened. It, it was a later deleted tweet. So there's a lot of back and forth that's going on. And so basically, to answer, I'm going to ask you a question. But uh, for those who are listening, uh, that situation has led to Raymond Brothers last week uh, telling uh, the Athletics David Aldridge that Martel Fultz will not practice, will not play in any games, and schedule until um, this procedure is it's, or the, he's. Shoulder It's fully examined. And so when you look at that situation with the mm. timeline, that's what everybody has been asking me. Yeah, what did it happen? I can't answer that, but I know that that time frame was one that I, you know, that I
0: to. Yeah. And that's, and that's pretty weird. And David Alders who's a fellow DeMatha alum, along with Markel, um, Lisa. It, 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 it sounds funny because when I remember when he like, is he going to come back and Brett Brown was saying like, no, he, you know, he's, he will come back when he comes back. He's, you know, he's progressing, he's moving along that we'll bring him back. Da, da, da. So it seemed like the Sixers were all were like, say, okay, this is, this is the uh, route we're going to take as far as bringing him back. But, to but now hearing what you're saying, if the agent was now holding withholding very pertinent information, then to me, that's like, that becomes like fraud. And then also I have yet, I've never seen in all my years where an agent starts dictating to the team like, oh, well, he won't be back until this, that or the other. No, that's not usually how it works. And even when they Elton Brandy asked about Elton Brand about when he was going to see the specialist, Elton was like, really? Well, he looked fine the other, you know, on the court, you know, before the game. So it's like now it seems to be a disconnect between the team and the agent.
1: Well, well, to quote uh, the author Algis Huxley, uh, it is definitely a brave new world out there. Mm-hmm. Um, to, your, to your first statement about uh, head coach seventy uh, six head coach Brett Brown, he was on ninety seven five the Fanatic in Philadelphia today. That I quote. Uh, it, I mean, it went so far as to you know, Marquel Folks, was not only talked about with that situation um, with. Uh, his shoulder and the procedure uh, but keep on pay of the Philadelphia Inquirer basically because the Sixers have no plans to include Markel Fultz in the future Brown went on nine seven five to the fanatic in Philadelphia today and said that trade rumors and any of the such was inaccurate and said furthermore I think it's just part of the world we live in it's not shocking or surprising to me personally that these things come up I get it the Sixers are saying all the right things but I think behind closed doors Elton Brand the uh, general manager of Philadelphia because of the Sixers has definitely been frustrated you you went and you got a blockbuster trade to bring Jimmy Butler uh, to the 76ers. And, you know, Martel Fultz was struggling, but then now it's gouging it, it the fire with more, fl- with, with, with more gasoline because um, the agent is, and the lawyer is dictating what's going on. Um, and I'll add, you know, over the weekend, there were rumors of J.R. Smith or Kyle Korver, former say the Kyle Korver, being traded from the Cavs mm-hmm. to the, to the in exchange for Martel Um you, you you do see a situation where, you know, Martel Fultz was the 2017 uh, first round first pick yeah. uh, in the draft by uh, Colangelo, Brian Colangelo. Yeah. So, and he tra- yeah, traded Not even Elkin Brands guy.
3: Yeah. Interesting. You're on the phone right now with uh, Brandon Scoopy Robinson. We are in the game on Bcast One Radio. Call You could call in our caller number six four six two three three one three zero two. Now, Scoop, I, I, I'm the resident Nick fan here. So, and they're they're cringing as I bring Forgive this him. up. He don't, he don't know about it. <laughs> two things. I just want to know uh to, very quickly about the Knicks. Let's go with the old Knicks first. First of all, Carmelo Anthony. Um, I I feel bad for him. Um. But let's be fair and honest. Has the NBA passed Carmelo, in your opinion?
1: I don't think the NBA has passed Carmelo Anthony. I do think um, that in that situation in Houston, he met his pass with Mike D'Antoni in a system where somebody had to be small. Um, because when you look at that situation um, with Houston, you know, he's in a situation where after that fight with the Lakers earlier in the season, um, they were injured, because Paul was out, Jake Parton was out, and mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony was supposed to be that guy to fill that void, and he wasn't. We also have Brandon Knight, who's been hurt. Uh, but when you look at that situation with Carmelo Anthony, I think he was ahead of his time because he is a six eight <laughs> guy who can. who's a small forward that can score and can rebound, but there's 20-year-olds that can do what he does, and he's as slow as he used to be, but that doesn't mean he's done. I can tell you that there has been interest, a light interest from the Philadelphia 76ers, um, as well as in my opinion, I don't know if this to be true, but I know the San Antonio Spurs and the Portland Trailblazers would be a good for
3: Carmelo Anthony. Um,
1: over the last week, the Portland Trailblazers have slipped to fifth and sixth place in the NBA's Western Conference. They're a one seed. Um, and that's the up and down of the NBA season, but they could use a veteran leader in Carmelo Anthony. So I don't think this is has passed passing, but I think, look, I think that Carmelo is going to have to adjust the game. And I think that... Allen Iverson was a precursor to that. When you look at Allen Iverson, yes. when he went to Denver, he was once Carmelo Anthony's teammate. Carmelo Anthony told the athletic Sham of that, you know, I don't think it's done for Carmelo, but I think he's going to have to adjust. Don't let Allen Iverson's testimony be your testimony. So exactly. he's going to have to adjust. If he has to come off the bench, do it. Because it's about the better of the men of the team anyway. You've gotten all the stats. You've gotten all the accolades. Now you want to get that ring. LeBron and Wade have gotten many a ring. Heck, even Chris Bosh has gotten a ring. Now, you got
3: to get yours. Now, what's funny, and I'm going to say this to one team, to me, probably is the, is the Rodney Dangerfield in the NBA. And I want to know why aren't people talking more about the Greek in Freak Australia? and Mil- Milwaukee? Mil- the Milwaukee oh. Bucks are, are like, to me, right now, everyone's talking about Golden State still. I hear all this other talk, the Lakers, LeBron doing good. But the Greek Freak is slowly building steam, and they are a team to watch. Do you agree?
1: I do. Mike Gudenholzer's Milwaukee Bucks as a team in Washington. Listen, man, this, you guys are hip hop as much as you are basketball. I can say this line. You can appreciate it, man. I want to go back in, the great, back in the crate to dig up Jay to kiss the gang goodbye. Say, okay, y'all scared I can tell. I'm going to get Bucks like in Milwaukee because, like Sam, I can tell. And then you would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, when you look at the- <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks right now, if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I want everybody to pay attention to the Boston. Celtics. Yes. I want everybody to pay attention to the Philadelphia Departure. Hey, I want you to pay attention to the Toronto Raptors. That's you know why? Because the more they talk about them, the more and more they focusing on us. I like it. And I think that, the, that this is the year for the Milwaukee Bucks to really genuinely step it up. Last season, I think they realized how good they are in this yes. summer. They added season One of the, the most underrated moves that they made in the offseason was adding brooks lopez who signed a veteran minimum to go there man he left la and signed a veteran minimum that's how you wow. know he wants to win wow. everybody pay attention to Boston. i get Boston until christmas to get their act together because they because they, they too shady man they're not shady i don't want to use that word i don't want tyree really to hear this and kick me in my butt what i will say is they don't have an identity or a chemistry yet identity you thought they'd have last season you think they'd have this
3: season, and it's not very yet. I, I heard Stephen A's analogy of the uh, Celtics, and I tend to agree with him. I think the, the coach is phenomenal. Last year, it was an incredible chemistry. That was a case last year where the chemistry made them excellent. And I think, and I know Kyrie's a great player, and I know Hayward is great, but I, I think th- those two are the kind of uh, square trying to fit in a circle. And and I don't know how they're going to balance that, and I think that could be a problem for them all year. Now, that's what you think they're going to uh, right the ship, though.
1: I think that the I think when you look at the Boston Celtics right now, um, Gordon Hayward knows his role, which is a lessened role because he got hurt last season. But yes. what you saw last season, which you which would carry over this season, is Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum really and truly much as it's Kyrie's team, it's Jason Tatum's team because he carried them in the playoffs. He yes. was within one game of going to the NBA Finals. Kyrie has to come back, and he's got to blend with that team as much as Jason Tatum has to blend with, with, with uh, Kyrie. And I think that Gordon Hayward, I mean, he played a few seconds in the game and got hurt. That, that was tragic, but those guys have to figure out how to play with each other. That's Agreed. not an easy thing to do. Um, and, and, I, and I'll add, um, that as much as everybody thought that the Boston Celtics were just going to be this complete team, you got Philadelphia that went in and got Jimmy Butler. Uh, but defensively at times, I still think they lack because they got rid of Robert Covington. I always said that he was a, a good player. Good Gerald Wallace, who can, can stand, shoot. Really yes. so, who can do some of the things that, they, that Ben Simmons can do. But the one thing I'll add is, as much as people are, are looking away at, at, at the Milwaukee Bucks, and I don't think people realize how good the Toronto Raptors actually are, and it's not just because LeBron James left the NBA's Eastern Conference. Like they upgraded, they added Danny Green. That was one of the most underrated moves that they made, yes. as much as them bringing in Kawhi Leonard.
3: Now, Scoop, I, I can go. I love this talk because it's been a long time talking to you, and the NBA has been over—not overshadowed—but the NBA so far, let's be honest, has been about old Lakers. Everyone got the eyes on LeBron, and he's doing a phenomenal job, by the way. Um the, the I guess what I what want he to say. tonight? Yeah, yeah. He he's he's right now you can argue he's the MVP of the league right now for what he's doing. But here's the thing. Let's let's put your I want you to put your your um uh, your your uh, fortune teller hat on and look into the crystal ball. Scoop B, you are you have the number one pick of next year's draft. Who are you taking? Barrett or Zion? Zion Williamson. You going with I, I would ah that's interesting. Oh, who would you take? I'm curious. Um, be
2: honest with you, I haven't really started watching college basketball. I don't start. But till. You, you, had to see. The, I mean, these I've two seen kids. Zion Williamson. I've seen RJ Barrett. They both look fantastic in 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 you know in the clips. I haven't watched the Duke game, so I'm not. I'm not. I don't have enough information to make an educated pick just yet. We'll get back to that later in the year, Coach V? I um I
0: I watched the Gonzaga versus Duke game, okay. and um. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good game. Zion Williamson, he is. I mean, he is athletic. Some of those blocks, he just came out of nowhere. I mean, like LeBron coming out of nowhere and blocking Steph Curry thing. But I think he was higher than LeBron was at the time. Um, However, and I mean, you know, sample size is is small. It's just one game. It's just one game. But you know, and I'm always I'm a I'm a stick. I'm a sucker for fundamentals. Rui Haramuch- uh Hashimuro. Rui Hashimuro. He's Japan. They go. say he's Japanese. Yeah, but nice you say they say he's Jap- he's 6'8. He's not as he's not as thick as um as Zion Williams is, but he it I, I don't his vertical obviously is not as high, but he is very athletic. He is very polished. I mean, when you when you watched how he would get in the post and like duck in and then seal and then quickly get the ball turned and his footwork, I was like okay this guy knows what he's doing and they say they list him as being um as nationality is japanese but actually his mother's japanese and his father's from west africa benin but they call him they say he's japanese i'm like i don't agree with that but that's another it's story black-a-n-ee. huh he's big be- black yeah, <laughs> and i wonder how he feels but so and and again that last thing with R.J. Barrett and, I like you know, that. the last few seconds and he was coming. and he, It's like, okay, fine. You broke down a defense to get to the basket. You had at least like four guys, almost four guys collapse on you. You had people open. You needed to give up the ball. But, again, that comes with youth. So, hopefully, they'll get out of that. But my, my for my money right now, Polish can do something once they get in there. Ruri Hash, Hashimuro.
3: Interesting. Yep. See, Coach V would have took Frank N- 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 Kee- uh Frank Nikila, <laughs> I can't pronounce <laughs> that. Frank N on the Knicks because he's very good fundamentally. We have Me, a question from trans oh, okay, so, What you got? Um, but this goes back to the, to the Knicks. Is um, you know, what's what's the status with Porzingis?
0: Yeah, what is up with him?
1: Um, I, I've been told anything from uh, not playing this year to a uh, January to February, anywhere from January to March return. You know, when you have a seven foot one guy like Porzingis that can is not a traditional center. Uh, he's, he's an, he's an aerial assault. He can shoot the deep, three deep, can rebound the block shots. Uh, you want to take as much extended care of him as possible. Um, he, he, in an interview recently, he said he sees the time coming really soon. And, um, you know, you want to believe him. The Knicks are, are definitely, they beat the Celtics the other night. Uh, they've had a little buzz all weekend. And so you, you, you hope that, you know, that can continue. Uh, definitely a talent on the floor, but. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm pulling for Przingis, man. He, he he's a guy that people slept on. He was he's the Donovan McNabb of the NBA early on. They glued him at the draft, like Donovan McNabb yeah. did in the NFL.
3: Hopefully, he can get it together. I've been following <laughs> the Knicks, man. I, I've recorded their games. I like this team. I know that they're losing a lot, but I, and I was wrong about Fisdale. I was one of those guys that wanted Mark Jackson in here for the home <laughs> faction of it. What'd you say, Scoop? Take that for data. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They're not going to rook us. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say, but I'm going to tell you <laughs> something, man. He's done a good job with this team. They compete. And and basically, when you come into the league this young, you want to learn the intangibles first. Before, so you have to learn how to win before you win, in my opinion, because the talent will eventually come with draft and free agency. Then you just got to learn the mesh. But I'd rather have a team like this that sh- shows heart. I love Trier. I think Trier is a good player. Um, and I love that kid Robinson to anchor the defense because he's a player, but they got to learn. So in your opinion, and listen, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs this year. I'm not telling you within the next two, three years. Some people are super excited, but do you like the direction that this team is going in, Scoop, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I, I think when I think the Knicks are in a situation similarly to what the uh, the Lakers were in last uh, preparing for the summer of 2019 mm-hmm. in this aspect versus the you know, Lakers last summer preparing for the summer of 2018 when they acquired LeBron James. Um, but when you look at that situation with the New York Knicks right now, um, mathematically, uh, they're still able to, to, to potentially make it to the playoffs. They've only played uh, mm-hmm.
3: 22 games,
1: 7-15 and 15, as yeah. we're recording now. Uh, three and seven of their last 10 uh but they're in a situation where uh they're they're pretty much almost neck and neck with the miami heat who are 11th you know the, the brooklyn nets who are the best team in new york city had a terrible injury and in, in, yes. in, in their character that character um but then but then you look at the standards moving up to me honestly a team that we don't talk about that's been pretty much Lightly lighten up the standings.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: This is the Orlando Magic—they're ten and eleven yeah, right now. They're they beat
3: the Lakers two times. Two times with LeBron.
2: Scoop. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that um, <laughs> <laughs> chill, Mr. Keep it real. Wasted your valuable time talking about the garbage Knicks. I want to ask you because I saw here that you co-hosted or you were guest on uh, Bill Rohn on Sports, which with uh, Jamal Murphy, who I'm great friends with, and he's been on the show a number of times. Really? I was also fortunate enough to. Um, co-host with Jamal Murphy on Bill Ronan Sports. Talk to me about I see a comment in, in, in the summary about Kawhi Leonard to what you just called the best basketball team in New York to the Brooklyn Nets. What is up with that? I haven't, that. Oh, I haven't heard that. one either.
3: About the about the about
1: the Brooklyn Nets being the best team in
2: New York City? No, 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 about Kawhi Leonard to the Brooklyn Nets. No, I
1: did I say that?
2: I don't know. That's that's what's in the summer. You said Kawhi Leonard to the Brooklyn Nets. That's why I wanted to ask you about it, because I was like, wait a minute. I thought he's a West Coast guy and I thought he was gonna be out of Toronto. Now by the way Well, this is
1: what I Okay, so you're asking me, do I yes. think Kawhi Leonard could go to the Brooklyn Nets? Yes. I can see it. And I'll tell you why. Um when you look at the situation with the Brooklyn Nets this summer, two of your point guards, uh, DeAndre D'Angelo Russell, um, as well as um. Uh, lo, 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 lo. What'd you say? Not good. When you look at the when you look at the Brooklyn Nets right now, they have the chance to legitimately go into the summer. And there were people who thought that Jimmy Butler could come in in the offseason if, if the Minnesota, if he was a little bit more prudent and didn't push so hard. Uh, but the Nets will potentially have two roster, max, max roster spots. The other person that I was talking about is, is Spencer Dinwiddie. They're going to have to make a decision whether they want to keep the Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie or part with one. But you got a good core and Jared Allen. Karis Levert, um, Alan Crabb, who is going to probably be there for another one or two years or can be trade bait. But if you look at that situation where the Nets legitimately have built a young squad and they're one superstar away from or two superstars away from at least competing. Um, as much as Jimmy Butler, you know, did uh, get traded to the Sixers, he still has not signed an extension. Kyrie Irving has discussed. Signing with Boston and Derry, uh, if you'll have me, I'll sign. But that wouldn't hold up in court. He hasn't signed nada. Zip Zero stingy with the zero. But at the end of the day, when you look at their situation with the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, Kawhi Leonard could, sign, could go to the Brooklyn Nets. His dad lives in South Orange, or excuse me, his uncle lives in South Orange, who's also his agent. Mm. Uh, and it's a situation where, that. hey, he could dust out the old black and white Jordans from San Antonio and use those in Brooklyn. You know, same colorway. But in all actuality and reality, He's the guy that they need, a good two-way player, the best two-way player in the NBA, defensively and offensively. Um, so I, I think when you look at the situation in Brooklyn, not only is Kawhi Leonard a person who's in play, so is Jimmy Butler if he doesn't resign with the Philadelphia 76ers. we so final... Re- is Irving, a guy from West Orange, New Jersey, uh, Next, a, a trailer right away from Barclays Center. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, leverage that – you know, as much as people are talking about the Lakers, as much as people are talking about the Boston Celtics, who well, I will tell you, the NBA is pushing that Celtics-Lakers rivalry again. I told you. Mostly, yeah. on a Brooklyn Nets in some type of acquisition uh, this offseason.
2: Well, let, let me ask you this finally. It, it, it's great. All this NBA talk, I love it. I appreciate yes. it. It's got yes. me more interested in the NBA, mm-hmm. so I appreciate all your insight. But isn't this all just a bunch of rhetoric? Because let me ask you, in your professional opinion, who do you see in the finals and who do you see winning this thing?
1: Who do I see in the finals? Um, if you ask me that today, um, I would tell you that I like the Toronto Raptors. Ooh, yeah, and that I like, I don't bet against LeBron. Wow. However, that's what I see right now. I talked to DeMarcus Cousins over the summer. I asked him, hey, if you see the Warriors and the, and the Lakers in the NBA Finals, what do you see happening? He said, I said to him, do the Lakers have a chance? He said, hey, they got the best player in the world. What happen? I that against LeBron James. Those guys have grown. They were the butt of people's jokes at the beginning of the season because they were struggling. But every LeBron James-led team goes through that. I look at the, the Lakers as the biggest challenge for the Golden State Warriors going deep into the playoffs because they're warring together and they're growing in front of everybody's eyes. Mm. I think, but the thing about it is, you can't bet against the Golden State Warriors any the chance to to to, to 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 besmirch them and make make it seem like um, they're, they're nobody. That's that's not fair. Those mm. guys got to grow just like LeBron and the Lakers have to grow. So right now, yeah, I like Toronto and I like Los Angeles. I do.
0: Okay, I need to jump. I need to ask you a question before we let you go. So, first of all, I must say I really appreciate um, you coming on the show and every all the information that you've brought because you name names. I love that you don't just say anonymous sources; you name names, and that's what we need. Name names, and when people are talking about things, because you know, it's to me, it's just like out in the ether. Like if we can't put a, a you know a comment to to a face to a name, it's like, well, what's the point here? Um, sure. but Also, I would like to know what, and this goes a little bit to college, what do you think about the new professional path that they're offering in the G League for both men and for women?
1: Well, I have to say congratulations uh, to my cousin, uh, Raj Strickland. Jokingly, of course, but um, okay. you look at that situation. The NBA hired him uh, in that role in the G League mm-hmm. to kind of guide that. What better person to put in that position mm-hmm. than a guy who's been in the NBA? A guy who's uh, you know coached as an assistant coach with uh, John Calipari out in Memphis and Kentucky, and a guy that you know is just a, a respected guy in the NBA. Um, but more than anything, uh, the NBA had to compete with uh, the NCAA's new rule changes uh, because um, now you got guys who, who are Blue chip athletes that can hire agents or consult with people to see what's going on. I feel like the NBA is making a level play of playing field, and I also do think that, you know, with the rumors going on that the NBA, you know, will amend the, the, the age where they can't do where now it'll be 18 coming out of high school going to the NBA, and it won't be, you know, one year removed from your graduated class in 19. Um, to not amend a situation where, um, players are going with the trend would be blasphemous because you saw LeVar Ball this summer create the JBL league and guys let's say that, you know, it ruins those guys trajectory because they offered a couple thousand dollars and a car. I mean, these guys see the fast cash, the sneaker endorsements and more. They want to run where the money is because they got to take care of their family. But at the same time, uh, it seems as though the NBA is trying to write the ship and give a better opportunity because, you know, just throwing guys into the into the fire at 18 years old without any type of ramifications would be, you know, irresponsible. So I, I'm pleased that they're making an effort to try to do it because there's a lot of kids that are black, African-American, Latino that look like us uh, that have talent, but maybe they're just not ready just yet. So give yes. them some type mm-hmm. of curriculum mm-hmm. in order to better themselves and you know, it's not just about the money, but educate themselves. If you're talented, your talent will make room for you. Exactly. So, I'm pleased with what they're trying to do, but I need to learn a little bit more about it. Um,
0: yeah, that's. But it,
1: it seems like they're going in the right direction.
0: That's what I thought. The devil is in the details, because I'm like, okay, you say if you get into that professional path, but for whatever reason, you do not pan out or it doesn't work out for whatever reason. You know, this, the coach doesn't like, you know, the system doesn't work for you that, that you know, you're in and such. A, what, what then is there left for you? At least where I saw with college and I was always a big thing and I always told my brother when he, you know, was deciding where he wanted to Gregory. go. Yeah, Gregory. Where he was going to sign, I was like, Gregory, make sure you use them because they are going to use you. So what that meant was, you know, network talk to people, meet those donors, you know, those guys that, you know, those ladies and gentlemen that want to come up and shake your hand and speak to you after the game, make sure you speak and talk to them, make, you know, make yourself known because you will stop playing basketball eventually. And you're at a school where, you can make those meaningful connections where it can help you sure. with your, um your career. And I think any school that you go to, if you make those connections, you can, you know, set yourself up, but you have to play a long game. Right. And I and I don't think many of us are for that long game. And you know, if you don't want it done, you get it. You're only there for 10 months. Cause basically after, after the first semester is over and you, and you get enough credits to, to be eligible for the next semester, that's all you need. I
1: mean, what I what I what I say in, in response to that is the long story short is you spend more time off the basketball court than you do on it. So you want to maximize the relationships that you have mm-hmm. um, in college, the NBA, etc. And I'll add, you know, I'm very cool with um, Lenny Cook and you know his story is a cautionary tale mm-hmm. of um, the handlers around you, mm-hmm. uh, the people who want things from you. And if you want to play in college, you or if you want to go to the NBA, you still got to be educated on. Business side of it, whether it's the politics of exactly. it, whether it's the contracts, whether it's that. You don't want people taking your money. And so, you know, I feel like with the, the Lenny Cook situation, uh, quickly, you know, he was a guy who was LeBron before LeBron. He mm-hmm. he, he was an All American. He had better stats than Amari Spidermeyer, LeBron James, and Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Those guys looked up to him in high school. And now he's up looking at them. And all due mm-hmm. respect to Lenny, but, you know, there's a situation where. He couldn't get into school because his SAT scores weren't good. You know, he yep. went from playing in New York State. We you could play five years of varsity sports, and then going to school in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and you can only play four years. So he was in a situation. Actually, New York play six. I'm sorry, New Jersey can play four. And what happened was when he went to um, New Jersey, he only played one year at old Japan, uh, High School, and then was 19 years old, was trying to go to the draft, and you know didn't have enough tape, and his grades weren't right. He couldn't even get into the, in the college. He wanted to go to St. John. Yeah,
0: I you know. So that. a situation. What said? I said, I remember that.
1: So, you know, you, you, I think that kids are educated enough and the, the Lenny Cook documentary is out see for yourself. But I also do think that, you know, that situation with high school kids, a lot of times they just think that basketball is going to carry them. But you still have to have the GPA.
3: Yeah. You still have
1: to have the SAT score. Yep. And, you know, watch the company that you teach. It, 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 that starts the that for start even before you pick up a basketball and think you're somebody.
0: Exactly. And so when you
1: get in that situation when you're in the league, you also want to make sure that your money's straight. You look at LeBron. The difference between LeBron James and Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was giving a ton of money away to his friends. LeBron James created jobs for his people so they could have money forever. Yep. You somebody to fish, they'll eat for a exactly. lot of time. I was just about they to say that. Teach so man to fish.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
2: All right, Scoop, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making our show a little bit better. Let the people know where they can find you, Scoop, on what platforms. Give out any information you want to share with the people.
1: For those who don't know me, my name is Brian Scoopy Robinson. I am the host of the Scoopy Radio Podcast. We got 2 million streams last year, 2.5 million streams as of last week. Mm -hmm. You can subscribe to the Scoopy Radio Podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, and StitchApps. Also, the senior writer of Basketball Society. Check out Basketball Society online. Also contributor to heavy.com. Uh, a lot of good things coming in the new year, um, particularly on the television side. So, if you're looking out for that. But most importantly, all that information, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ScoopB. That's S-C-O-O-P, letter B. Well, it's Instagram, Scoop underscore B. And any information you want about the podcast, my writing and more, it's right there. So thank you guys for, for letting me be on your platform and allowing me to be myself.
3: Anytime. School. Anytime, brother. You're always welcome here. Also, Thank you. also add to your uh, resume the, the second best Funk Master Flex impersonation I ever heard in my life.
0: Free Don't <laughs> Oh, my God. He sounds just like him. He
3: sounds
2: just like
3: him. All right, man. Well done. Well done, brother. Later, bro. Oh, my God.
2: Right, so B Radio.